Welcome to GovCast. I am your host, Managing Editor Amy Kluber. Behind the Department of Health and Human Services Buy Smarter program is Frida Brady, Acting Initiative Lead for the program and lead for its Project Management Office. As part of the program, the agency puts emerging tech at the forefront to transform its acquisition processes and redundancies in department-wide contracting. Brady discusses her path to the agency, which encompasses 25 years of experience in IT and healthcare that began in the U.S. Army. Frida, thank you for joining us on GovCast. Thank you very much. Happy to be here today. So describe your current role at HHS. I am the program management office lead for the HHS, or Health and Human Services, Buy Smarter program. And that initiative came about a couple years back where the department was tasked to uh, learn and and move to greater efficiencies within the department, uh, looking at cost savings and things that can help the agency. As someone who's worked in both the private and public sectors with a background in electrical engineering and the Army, what led you to your current position at HHS? I had somewhat of a curvy, pivoting type of career. Uh, After school, as you said, I I studied formerly in electrical engineering. I was called to the U.S. Army for about four years, served on active duty uh, throughout the world, loved it. It was in public health. And so my background, public health and IT, led me after I finished the Army, back to the private sector as a consultant for the government. And it was there that the private sector uh, realized my skills and uh, put me in a role as a consultant where for various federal agencies I was able to provide the IT uh, experience and background and training that I had. And I moved to HHS because of that health, that love and that excitement in healthcare. And because of my background in IT, I took a position within the office of the chief information officer. So it's been great. What got you interested in health to begin with? Well, health has been in my background and in love for many, many years. I grew up in Alabama where uh, many people might, might be familiar, I'm sure, of uh, the Tuskegee experiment in Tuskegee, Alabama. Wow. And so from there, the public health aspect, just growing up learning about so many uh, things that, as far as things that may have happened to help people and things that were, may not have helped uh, people throughout the years, those were intriguing stories. And so uh, coupled with the people that I grew up with, scientists, I grew up with many, many scientists working on the campus of Tuskegee University. It piqued my interest, learning about George Washington Carver, a great scientist who worked at Tuskegee. All of this uh, piqued my interest in science and also in health. So it was a natural fit after serving as an Army officer within the healthcare field to parlay that into a, a, a position here with the federal government. Wow. Were you typically always drawn to public service? Yes, I was. And I take that from my parents. My parents were excellent role models, and they served the public. Uh, My father worked for the state of Alabama, and my mother was a school teacher. But in their off time, they also were public servants in their communities. They were civic 
uh, leaders and they always enjoyed serving, whether it was through teaching others. Uh, my mother was a music teacher in her spare time. So it was always that, that service that they inspired me and also uh, led me to also be a part of the uh, public service arena. I was a Girl Scout as a youngster and so then that w coupled into the military, all of that public service was quite interesting. Well, that, that has some parallels with me as well. I was also in Girl Scouts, but I was an Army brat. So I, w I didn't serve myself, but I did watch my dad serve. So I can definitely relate to that. Oh, yes. I had three generations of people serving in the military. Oh, wow. Some sort of Marine and then Air Force and then Army. Wow, so, you get yeah. a, a little taste of everything. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. So let's start with the Buy Smarter initiative. Um, what is it? How did it evolve into what has now been called or rebranded the Reimagine Buy Smarter initiative? Yeah, so Buy Smarter is an initiative of the Reimagine Health and Human Services or Reimagine HHS effort. And this initiative came about as a result of the, the Reimagine HHS effort came about as a result of an OMB memorandum that came about 17-22 that talked about reforming the government, uh, increasing efficiencies, looking at our civilian workforce. So uh, by Smarter was a way to look at how the agency can better or improve its efficiency, become more efficient in how it operates, whether it's purchasing goods and services or whether it's doing its, its operational activities. So with By Smarter, we are charged with uh, looking across the agency and determining how we can leverage our collective buying power as an agency. What is unique about HHS, maybe its tech landscape that makes By Smarter necessary? As far as this tech landscape, there's technology throughout the organization. I would say that that's true of any uh, organization, federal organization. Uh, the thing with healthcare is that we have many different operating uh, agencies within health and human services. So not only the FDAs, the NIHs, all of these different operating uh, divisions have different missions, but as a whole, they ultimately affect how we serve the American people through better health and human services. So as far as technology, if we can find a way to efficiently serve, ultimately serve the people, then that's better in how we are uh, being a, a steward of their taxpayers' dollars and also are we providing better services to them. So technology is instrumental in playing that we can do things better whether we spend our money better, whether we process things better, payments better, uh, purchase goods better, all of that comes into play. How does HHS use emerging tech like maybe artificial intelligence in the Buy Smarter ecosystem? With Buy Smarter, one of the things that our initiative is charged with is making better decisions, and through that, we can purchase better. So with artificial intelligence, this is a great way for our machines, our computers, to take all of the data, whether it's contract data, look at it, help us make decisions based on the algorithms and the things that we ask the computer to find. For example, if we have several organizations and operating divisions throughout HHS buying copy paper, for example, are they paying the same price throughout the agency? So artificial intelligence and machine learning helps us to ask, ask those questions and the computer can 
spit out those answers, whereas with people it may take us days and years and months to go around to every individual operating vision to ask that. As a result, once we have that machine learning uh, answer that, that we've asked the computer to give us, then we can ultimately better negotiate with our vendors and pay a smaller price or a lesser price for that copy paper, for example. Do you think other agencies could leverage what HHS is doing and maybe implement a similar initiative? Or are you working with other agencies on this initiative? Well, we've been very excited about going out to uh, talk with other people, ask if they have something similar. So yes, we would love to work with agencies across the board. One of the things is that we are making sure that our concept works, and then if it's successful, we can um, have that model throughout the federal government. So yes, we're definitely excited. We've talked to a couple of agencies already just to tell them what we are doing. So yes, we are excited about that. Going back to maybe what sparked your interest in health, what about the IT side? Were you always drawn to the technology? I was always interested in math and science. So my teachers and also my parents recognized that ability, the fact that I love that math, love, love the problem solving. And so I think from there, in fact, I, I didn't know much about engineering. I thought, and it probably is a stereotype, an engineer drives a train. <laughs> that is what I thought an engineer did. Uh, however, in high school, I was introduced to such extracurricular activities as uh, science and engineering camps, just learning more, having college students from nearby Tuskegee University, again, I was from Tuskegee, Alabama, come down to tell us about this engineering aspect. So that's how I got into engineering, and that was a natural parlay into information technology. Uh, through summer internships, various companies in private sector, uh, I learned in IBM, for example, and AT&T, I learned more about information technology. So it was a natural progression. I've always had that love of problem solving. And so just to be able to do it here within the federal government to help people, it's, it's great. It's a great fit. In your purview, what have been some of HHS's tech challenges, and how have you approached those? As far as challenges, I would say maybe federal government versus um, the commercial sector is the time to market. What I have seen, and this is, is something within the, the few years that I've been, is that sometimes things take a little bit longer to get to uh, market. And that's something that w the federal government that we're working on with, f such as this initiative, is M17-22, with efficiencies. So with process, people, and technology, uh, we can definitely keep striving to improve our processes and how quickly we send things to market uh, as compared to, say, the private sector. What have been some of the similarities and differences between the private and the public? As far as similarities, I would always say the people. The people make an organization, they make the job, they make everything what it is. So people, whether in private sector or whether in the public sector, there's this usual love for what you do. So if you can uh, hone in and pull out the talent of the people, your organization is great. And so I've seen that from, uh, again, in private sector, I've seen it in public sector. It's the people who take the time to enjoy their jobs and then to help others, whether they're 
being a mentor on the job and teaching others who may follow them or just a nugget, give them a nugget of information or to guide them under their wings, all of that is important. And so uh, across the board, I've seen that. And it goes back to my early uh, encounter with being in the military. It's this collective uh, effort. What can we do to collectively accomplish the mission? That is key. If you could change one thing about technology or maybe the, the process of modernizing it or dealing with legacy systems, what would it be and why? Technology in the right hands would be, it's, it's great, it's stellar. I will ensure that technology does not get into the wrong hands, meaning it's not used in an improper fashion to cause harm and hurt and war and destruction. Now that's tough because um, some of the most technological advancements were created for war fighting. I would say if technology used for the wrong reasons would be something that I would change. What is a misconception you think people may have about the agency or maybe about the Buy Smarter initiative specifically? And for those who may not know uh, about the Buy Smarter initiative, I definitely encourage them to go out and, and find out more through our website. I would say people may think it's only dealing with procurement and maybe it's only dealing with contracting. I hope that people would know that it is a collaboration. It's an effort with collaboration. I bring back up people for if we use the artificial intelligence and data to make these better decisions, all we're doing is bringing people together even better to make a collective decision about our goods and services. And again, it goes back to helping the taxpayers' dollars. So if anything, I hope that there is not a misconception around Buy Smarter. I hope that people know that it is to help with efficiencies. Maybe moving more into the future, uh, where is the Buy Smarter initiative headed? One of the first things that we were able to do, I talked about the commodities, the things such as copy paper. Everybody uses copy paper, so we would love to continue to collaborate across the agency to, for instance, nitrile gloves. Uh, for those agencies that use nitrile gloves, if we can have uh, better contracts that will allow us to save money in that aspect. That's an example of that. We're also looking into IT and looking at how we look at our software that we purchase for the agency. Are we spending the appropriate amount of money, uh, this like-for-like -like, uh, type of requirement that everyone, for those who have computers, uh, from our telecommunications effort, we want to assure that we ultimately have better contracts around that. So those are some great examples that we're moving towards. And the sky's the limit. If this effort continues to progress and we continue to see the cost savings that we're hoping to see, then we would like to move into every aspect. That's one thing about uh, artificial intelligence and making the uh, decisions. It will help us make better decisions in other areas. So where do you see the future of technology in healthcare, maybe in the next five years? Well, it changes every day. So whether it's using your biometric data to uh, identify you and your genomics, it's, it's all uh, moving so quickly. Um, wow, I can't begin to imagine where we're going to be one year from now, let alone five and ten years from now. So I hope that every individual through the use of technology would be able to have cures and things that will help them individually, that they will have individualized care based on 
say, AI or machine learning or anything related to that. Well, thanks so much for joining us, Frida. I thank you for sharing the perspectives at HHS and uh, in your role in building the initiative. Well, thank you very much, Amy. Glad to be here. GovCast is a production of Government CIO Media and Research. For more podcasts, head to governmentcio.com slash podcasts. GovCast is produced and hosted by Amy Kluber. Theme music provided by Big Hoax. If you're interested in sponsoring a podcast, contact us at sponsor at governmentcio.com.